Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How's it going? This is NFL Hall of Famer Kendall Hinton, and you're listening to Crush Podcast. Third down and nine. Simeon, good protection. Pass underneath. Pass is caught by Anderson for the touchdown. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Crush Podcast, the podcast where two female sports fanatics give their unconventional takes on both life and all things Denver Broncos. I'm your host, Lindsay Bebo, and I am here with my amazing co-host, Shelby Manning. Shelby, how are you doing? Lindsay, I am doing awesome. I'm I'm so excited for this. How are you? I'm ecstatic because for a couple of reasons, just I've been in doing a lot of therapy, so I'm in a better place in life in general. But secondly, I thought this might never happen. And the fact that it's actually happening is pretty exciting. I agree. I'm on the same page as you. I, this is something I've been wanting to do since January, which was hosting a Denver Broncos podcast with female co-hosts only and life just kind of got in the way and depression and anxiety and, you know, self-doubt. And thankfully Shelby, you just happened to tweet out that you had this dream of doing a podcast. And suddenly I was like, wait, why didn't I connect? Why didn't I think about this sooner? And it's funny because I I think we were really on the same page because I had, this has always kind of been a dream of mine, but being an introvert, I honestly didn't know if I had the personality or the, the guts to ever make it happen. But a mutual friend of ours who is also a podcaster had said to me one time, he's like, you and Lindsay need to do a show together. And I was like, well, I feel like if she was a bit, if she was interested, she would have reached out by now. Yeah. And meanwhile, I thought, like, I know your personality and I know you have the personality for podcasting. You're super funny. Know what you're talking about. You're a good storyteller. I guess I just didn't know that you had interest. And then, yeah, like I said, once I saw your tweet, I I felt so dumb. But hold on before I always mess this up before we get further. If you are listening to this, we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. Um, if you're listening, please also subscribe to wherever it is that you're listening to. And if you're on Apple podcasts, please give us a five star or give us five stars and a review. We really appreciate it. You can follow me at Lindsay Bebo. You can follow Shelby at Shelby Manning PO. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the crush pod and on Facebook. Uh, I believe you search the crush podcast. And like I said, I have been blown away by how much support we've gotten since we announced the show. I think, I think we're on the same page. We were a little nervous because we know there's already a lot of podcasts out there and we were afraid people would kind of be like another one, but not the case. Yeah, we were, I was just so overwhelmed with all of the the love and support you guys showed us. I mean, I, I doubt that I even was able to interact with everyone back on Twitter. I tried liking and replying to everything I saw, but it kind of just got away from me. So if I wasn't, if, if you were one that tweeted at me um, and I didn't get back to you, we just, we love you and we appreciate you very much. Yeah. Yes, I currently have 78 unread text messages. So if I didn't respond to a DM or a tweet, 
please do not take it personally. <laughs> I'm just really bad at responding. So I have learned something new just now. Um, for as much as Lindsay and I have in common, I have just realized that we are opposite <laughs> on that because sometimes a friend will send me a screenshot of something and I can see like on the side of the screenshot that they have like 2000 unread texts. And I'm like, how does that not drive you insane? Yeah, it used to. And I'm pretty OCD about some things. Um, but I don't know. I just, a lot of the texts, it's like, here's the code that you need for accessing something. And I look at the code and I type it in when it pops up and then I don't actually open the text. I don't know. Oh, I, I agree. used to it. And my phone actually will autofill those codes most of the time now, but I do get a bunch of texts. Like if you sign up for like promotions from a store, they'll text you a thousand yeah. times a day. And I tend to, and then I'll just mass delete them all at once. Once my unread text like bin gets too, too large for my very OCD self. Yeah. You know, I'm currently working on like decluttering my brain Maybe once we've done that, I can move on to my phone. Hey, priorities. And then I also wanted to let you guys know that um, besides new podcasters, well, Lindsay's not new to the podcast game. Of course, she was with Broncos Brawl, but I am new to the podcast game, but we're new together. Um, we, we, also both, we also both write. You can find Lindsay at Mile High Sports, and you can find my work at Predominantly Orange and Aside from a listen, I know we would love if you guys would give our stuff some views. Absolutely. Look at you, Shelby. You're brand new and you're already, you're already picking up the slack that I'm dropping. Plugging. Plugging yeah, away. I love it. I love it. So we kind of touched on this earlier in the show, but like I said, I have wanted to do a female only hosted Denver Broncos podcast for a while for a couple of reasons. One, it's just how fun would that be, right? Like how fun would it be to just be able to shoot the shit? with a female friend who has all the same obsessions that I have. And two, there isn't one of those out there, which is crazy to think about because Broncos country, I mean, I love when I go out to Denver and get to meet all the amazing women out there that it's really insane that there one doesn't already exist. And I kind of was like, well, I, Reese Witherspoon, I believe said this. She goes, if you, cause she started her production company and she, she, Everything she does uh, involves a strong female lead and she's making billions and billions of dollars. And she, like I said, she saw that that was a need in Hollywood and she's like, whatever, I'll do it. And that's kind of how I feel about this podcast, which is both exciting and terrifying. Feeling very Rosie the Riveter-ish. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's a little fun, just uh, Easter egg's not the right word because it's not, but here's a little fun... What would you call this text, Shelby? Enlightening. Yeah. So basically, I was seeing this guy up until mid-January. And originally, when I had, when I had been given, uh, so D-Line with um, DNVR, first of all, shout out. Thank you. Thank you so much for creating our logo. It is fantastic. Make sure you guys give him a follow at D-Line Co. on Twitter. So I send the logo to friend boy and I'm super excited, right? Because it is dope. And I, I literally just send it to him thinking he was going to be like, yeah, that's really cool. Instead, I get the following response. Want my honest non-PC take? Male sports fans are likely not going to listen to a podcast with two female hosts. So you need to get a third host or male co-host. Dudes are just not there yet. Progressiveness wise. I think it's a really cool idea and maybe others think different, but in terms of male football fans I've met, I don't know if that's the most progressive demographic to be like, these girls are awesome and know football better than anybody. So I don't respond. So I'm like, what the hell do I respond to that? Then he says, after realizing like, Ooh, he said, how has the reception been to the takeover show? Uh, referencing the, what Bree and I were doing for a little bit. Again, don't respond. A little bit later, he responds with, sorry if that came off sounding jerkish. I was really just looking at it from a pure business perspective and calling out that building an audience will be an uphill battle and you'll need to prove yourself and be right more often than you should need to. Like, thanks, dude. Great. Great. Like, there are so many red flags with him that I just ignored because he was tall. But 
that was also part of why I was nervous this wasn't going to happen. Um, because I was like, I can't let him win. So before we even begin to unpack all of that, I wanted to jump back to D-Line real quick and just give him a shout out of my own as well. Of course, like Lindsay said, follow him at D-Line Co. Not only is he so talented, he's so funny. You will not regret Oh my gosh. Cannot wait to buy him a beer next time I'm in Denver. Buy his shirts. They're the best. Um, Nuggets fans, Avalanche fans, Rockies, Broncos, he does it all. But going back to this text, there's just, I can't even imagine getting this, this message from somebody that you have become close enough with to open up to about that. And you feel like someone that's progressive enough to appreciate this, but him even saying, well, men just aren't there yet shows that he is not there yet. Exactly. And it was funny because I don't respond the rest of the night. And I finally responded the next day. I said something like, I don't know how to respond because it either comes out as defensive or delusional. And he like freaked out. He's like, can, can we talk on the phone? I just, I want to apologize. I feel like it came out wrong, blah, 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 blah. And then he apologized on the phone. And I was like, but like looking back, it was, oh, snap. She might not talk to me anymore. I got to make this right. But like his, his, his immediate reaction was to not be supportive. So he is dead to me. Um, since we ended things, I dealt with the issue by, there's a website where you can run a Hunger Games simulation and you just put in names and photos and then you click like what you click go and then it creates the hunger games and you get to read about all these people murdering each other so i threw all of my exes in there and it was really fun okay you guys seriously hunger games simulator (laughs) if you cannot afford a good therapist hunger game simulator is a wonderful way to deal with your trauma it really is so as Lindsay said, as Lindsay said, this guy is no more and we forgive Lindsay for overlooking these (laughs) red flags just because he was tall, because guess what? We did the same thing with Paxton Lynch. (laughs) Yes. That should be his nickname. I should just refer to him as Paxton Lynch. I I think it's a wonderful idea. Yes. I'm sure he'll come up again and it's just going to make him sound worse and worse and worse, but, but it's fine. We're moving on therapy, hunger games, be good. So I think we should jump right into things. Shelby, I thought it would be fun. Obviously Russell Wilson is not new news, but I do think it would be fun to share our excitement slash the origin story of where we were when we found out about the Russell Wilson news, because dare I say life-changing news. And I know for me, I like I vividly remember, and I wish I could, I want to relive that moment. So, where were you when you found out our savior was coming? So I believe it was a Monday morning, if I'm not correct. I would have to double check, but I believe it. We were coming into the beginning of the work week. I was at work, of course. It was probably about. It was early morning, and of course, Broncos. Twitter had been treated to the fact earlier that morning. I'm sure they wouldn't have called it treated at the time subjected to the fact that Aaron Rodgers was going to be returning to the green Bay Packers. And of course that drew a lot of mixed reaction. I think mostly disappointment. And then I think people were really just reeling on, well, what are our options going to be now? Is it going to have to be Jimmy Garoppolo or, Somebody like that. I think for for as much as Russell Wilson was low-key linked to the Broncos, I think people really put him on the back burner, which is why it was such a such a bombshell when it was announced, the trade was announced. And I remember if I or if I remember correctly, Vic Lombardi was the one to drop the news and people really didn't believe this at first because Vic Lombardi primarily covers the nuggets. So people were like, yeah, whatever, Vic's probably hacked. And then it turned out to be true. And everybody on Twitter owed Vic an apology. But I remember I was just so happy because Russell Wilson is so likable and he's so genuine And I believe that he just makes everyone around him better. And he was the perfect fit for a team that kind of needed some restructuring, especially in the locker room after the whole Vic Fangio mess. 
Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I was in a Zoom meeting and I had my phone open, but it was kind of away from my computer. And all of a sudden I just see it blowing up and I'm so ADD. I'm trying to stay focused in the meeting, but like pictures are being sent to me. So I kind of do the, like move my camera so that you can't see my hand. And I look and I just see a screenshot from Adam Schefter that saying Russell, the blockbuster trade, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there like, like trying to just hold it together so that they, nobody in this meeting can see that I am losing my mind. And I'm like, oh, like, like I'm shaking. I'm so excited. And as soon as the meeting was over, I lunge out of the office. Or I might, like I have my own office. And so I lunged into my boss's office. And I was like, oh, Russell Wilson's going to the Broncos. He's like, what? What's the, you know, what was in the trade? I was like, I don't know. But oh my gosh, Russell Wilson's going to the Broncos. And like, I got nothing done the rest of the day. Hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this, but I got nothing done the rest of the day. <laughs> I was listening to like every podcast, every radio show I could. And if you've listened to me in the past on other stuff, I, I brought up the concept of a bring it back text. So holidays like the 4th of July or Christmas, where you'll get a Merry Christmas text, Happy 4th of July text from an ex. And you know they didn't send that to everybody. It's just an excuse to send it to you. I felt like Russell Wilson trade day was a bring it back text for single Broncos females. I was just getting texts from like ev- anyone and everyone. And I'm just like, what? I have not spoken to you in like four years. But it was fun. It was very fun. That was, and even still, like when I get sad or I start feeling down, I just remind myself like Russell Wilson is your quarterback. Hey, it's, if that's what you need to get through the day, it's what you need to get through the day. And I'm really happy we have that to fall back on when you have a shitty day. Yes. And I, I am listening to my voice crack a little bit. I promise I don't always sound like this. I'm just a little sick. I like, I'm trying, I have, I'm trying, if you've listened to me and other stuff, I can get quite loud and I'm trying not to, but now I feel like the opposite is my voice cracking. <laughs> I sound like it's I'm going to. It- like puberty or something (laughs) it's just because you're excited it's okay yeah yeah it's yeah but I thought it was so cute I I think it was yesterday Sierra and Russell Wilson announced that they had named their new puppy Bronco we love all puppy news here at the crush pod we love um, Lindsay and I are both cat owners we we also have dogs but um, our indoor pets, well, I shouldn't say our indoor pets, but our main pets are cats and My child our cats, cat. pretty much our cats rule the house. Yes. I don't feel like they love us as unconditionally no. as our dog does. <laughs> no, we are, we, we are, um, they're. what should, what would I call myself in relation to my cat? Hmm. Like she is my master. Exactly. She will literally sit at the top of my stairs at like nine nine thirty and just start meowing. Like she'll be like, "It's bedtime. It's time to go upstairs. Why are you still down here?" My one of mine has noticing it too. <laughs> one of mine has learned, besides very aggressively meowing, or as I would call it, screaming at me when she's hungry, and she's hungry a lot. She has learned this trick. She, she's very passive aggressive. Sometimes her go-tos are, she either swats her food dish towards me or she walks over to her food dish and she looks into it. And then she looks at me as if she's saying, do you see that my dish is empty? Maybe you should do something about that. Love that. Good for her. You know, it's funny too about this. Yeah, you know what's funny about him naming the dog Bronco is there is nobody. Well, that's that's I'm that's not true. There, I'm not a Tim Tebow person. That's been made very clear. And what's funny is Tim Tebow named his dog Bronco as well, and then later changed it to Bronx because that's such a Tim Tebow thing to do. And I've said (laughs) it before. I feel like Russell Wilson is just the authentic less annoying version of Tim Tebow. And so all these things I think are annoying about Tim Tebow. I'm like, yes, Russell Wilson, you name your dog Bronco. <laughs> yes, that's, 
That's very much your brand. If you were to ask anybody, I think <laughs> one of your biggest brands on Twitter is your disdain for Tim Tebow. And hey, well, we well, respect. When Nick Adams tweeted out yesterday, the Broncos haven't recovered since they let Tim Tebow go. I had a very mean tweet typed out. And then I was like, Lindsay, what have we learned in therapy? And I deleted it. <laughs> And so that is another thing that I am trying to do is control myself on Twitter. So a while back when they opened the verification process on Twitter again, a bunch of the guys from PO and myself all applied. Nobody thought that anything was going to come of it. It's just they they weren't letting anyone apply for it. So when they finally opened it back up and the application process was, it's kind of a pain, but it's fairly easy. And so all of a sudden I'm, uh, I was going to work and I get this pop-up notification one day that the verified Twitter account follows me back. And then it says that my thing was approved. And I was shocked because I'm like, I am not a relevant person who did this, but for all the wonderful things that come with that, it also gets you in a lot of trouble because if you, res- if you respond to somebody's tweet or you quote tweet them, yours goes right to the top of their notifications oh if i ever get verified for whatever reason it i it won't be good it won't be good but i also need that in my life because you never hold back and i need this i need this in my life (laughs) all right the next big news Story that I think we should talk about is all of the AFC West swaps going on in our division. Like it's not enough that every good player just seems to want to play in the AFC West, whether it be Devonte Adams, Khalil Mack. Um, oh my gosh, I'm spacing. Help me out here. Who who keeps coming? Um, you know, arguably, I would say the biggest inadvertent AFC swap is Josh McDaniels. Oh, that's a fun one. So one that had a couple that happened recently is of course, um, Bryce Callahan ended up going to the chargers just in the past week and linebacker Kenny young went to the Raiders. Yes. Okay. Here I pulled it up. So in this off season, we have had Juju Smith come, you came to the chiefs, Devonte Adams come to the Raiders. We had Khalil Mack come to the Chargers. We have had, obviously, Russell Wilson and Randy Gregory, which is very exciting for us. There was, like, a brief period where it was just can't stop, won't stop. Everybody was coming to the AFC West. And then now, obviously, they're not as big of names, but they were still special to us. And like you just said, Bryce Callahan went to the Chargers. Kenny Young went to the Raiders. What, how, what? How do you feel about these? I know we know that the Bryce Callahan deal, although we don't know how much it is a one year deal. We don't know what the Kenny Young deal looks like. If I was a betting woman, I would say it's probably a one year deal as well. So I think the Kenny Young one doesn't bother me quite as much. So we really didn't have a whole lot of time to get acquainted with Kenny Young. He was dealt to the Broncos from the Rams in the middle of the season. He only suited up for six games with Denver. I think mostly everyone liked the pickup at the time, but it kind of just didn't really seem to go anywhere. I think he could have gotten some good footing with the Broncos if he would have gotten another year. But of course, the Bryce Callahan one is a little more bittersweet for me. Um, Dude seems like a phenomenal guy, happy that he got a deal if the Broncos were going to let him walk. But it just it's always so sour when they go to a division rival because it doesn't seem to happen that way super often but when it does it's just like a little extra kick in the teeth it's very like when chris harris went to the chargers yes that's what it reminds me of but it's yeah and it's you know you I don't think there's any bitterness, but it you always there's always has to be a little bit, right? Like you don't go to a division rival and not have some sort of like, yeah, we got to take them down and then. But I hope, I hope, I think both guys left on decent terms. I would think so, but I guess if we want to know, we can just watch their Twitter accounts because as we have, as we have seen, um, 
following Chris Harris's departure, it kind of seemed to come to the surface that maybe that wasn't as that departure wasn't as on good of terms as one would have maybe expected. And I think it is actually, it's actually soured a lot of fan opinion toward Chris Harris Jr. To the point of where, when I had seen the conversation opened up on Twitter as to if Denver could bring him back this off season, because of course he became a free agent. Most fans were like, no way. See, I, and I would have loved it. Cause I do love Chris Harris. I, I, Anyone that was on the Super Bowl 50 team has a special place in my heart. All right. So I have a question for you then. Ooh, let's hear it. So out of all, as we know, there are, there's virtually nobody left standing on the Super Bowl team besides Mr. McManus. Um, Out of the entire team, which, which free agent was, or which player was hardest for you to see leave? I mean, besides Von Miller. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, the easy answer for me is Trevor Simeon, but I'll, yes. I'm not going to take the easy <laughs> way. That broke my heart. Cause I just didn't see the point. Like keep him as a backup. Why do you need to send him to Minnesota? Agreed. So I would say besides Trevor Simeon, I was sad about Aqib Tlaib. I was very sad about that one. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. I was sad about Aqib Tlaib. Um, that wasn't a fun one to watch. If, but it was at least heartwarming that he got to play with Wade Phillips again on on the Rams. Wade Phillips, you know what? Forget players. Wade Phillips. You know how I feel about my Twitter follower, Wade Phillips. Absolutely. And... I think just the terms of the way it went sucked because Wade Phillips was interested in sticking around Whoa. and the new coaching staff that came in didn't want to keep him, which that happens. That's pretty common. But I think we were also emotionally attached to Wade Phillips that it just really bruised our heartstrings. Well, you know me, I don't like children, but like, I love the elderly and I would chop off my pinky <laughs> finger if it meant Wade Phillips would adopt me as his granddaughter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is a great answer. That is a great <laughs> answer. I was very emotional when Akib Tlaib got traded, but it has been fun to see what's panned out for him. He's gotten into he's gotten into the booth a few times. I think he's going to be phenomenal oh as a gosh. commentator. Mina, Mina Kimes fangirling when she did. Um, I don't remember what game it was, but she was in the booth with him and what I, maybe Greg Olson. I don't remember. And she was just fangirling out, and I was like, "Same girl, same." Yes. Who? There's... So I have a question. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go. No, no, I want to hear your question. Well, I was going to say, who do you think is, you know, Bryce Callahan on the Chargers, Kenny Young to the Raiders, who got the better hand there? Is that a better spot? Oh, that's, you know, I would say probably Bryce Callahan is going to a better situation, but I think Kenny Young is going into a situation where there is a lot of the Raiders defense, I think, is still going to be pretty up in the air. They have they have had a pretty good offseason. Their their past couple off seasons, I think, have been pretty good. I mean, besides, of course, all the drama and all the mess that nobody could have ever predicted. Ugh, but literally all of Yeah, that's I think it's I, I see a lot of people liking to hold some of that stuff against the team. And it's like, well, I don't think anybody could have foreseen a lot of this stuff coming. So that's not really fair. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for Kenny Young for a potential starting spot with the Raiders. So I think that is a good place for him. I agree. I think Bryce Callahan's in a better spot uh, as an overall team, but I think Kenny Young has a better shot of becoming a bigger name with the Raiders than Bryce Callahan with the Chargers. But we'll see. And our third story, so in case you guys, I guess we should have talked about this at the beginning, but I'll just throw it in now. We know there are so many other Broncos podcasts out there, and we don't want ours to just be, you know, you're you're hearing the same stories that you're hearing on everything else. So the way we'll style our show is every week we'll pick 
three or four topics to talk about and just give our fun takes on them. And this will never be a show that you have to, you know, dedicate 90 minutes to listen to. We really just want it to be a fun blip on your week where you can hear conversations you're not hearing elsewhere, laugh alongside with us, you know, listen to our takes and say that we're crazy and then reach out on Twitter and tell us that we're crazy. All of the above. We really want this to be something fun. And if you guys have any suggestions with this format, please, please, please reach out to us and let us know. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little, like, I'm a little sick and I thought a cough was coming. <laughs> I was like, maybe Shelby will come in. <laughs> and another thing, now that yeah. I'm done brain fogging, um, is, wow, I'm doing it again. So the conversations that you've heard us have today, we would love for you guys to be part of those conversations. You know, any of the topics that we're, we're bringing up, we'd love to hear your thoughts too. Like I just asked Lindsay, you know, what Super Bowl 50 player was hardest for you to see leave Denver? I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts too. Absolutely. Please, please, please. I love getting random DMs so long as they don't involve body parts i was gonna say i don't know where you're going with this because <laughs> i don't <laughs> yeah but I, the one thing the one thing i feel like i'm kind of missing out on is the the sugar baby dms yeah mario vitanzi has been getting them this is from some random, one yeah from these random people offering them money where why am i not getting these i feel left out so Joey, Mario, you need to share your secrets and let it's us. Probably because you're verified and people are intimidated. They're like, she's in the money. <laughs> I might even have my DMs. No, I don't have my DMs turned off. Because I was going to say maybe I turned off my DMs and maybe that's why. Maybe I'm in my own way. <laughs> I've been there. The but I've never had. I've never had anyone offer me five hundred dollars a week on Twitter. So. I will not be quitting my job anytime soon. <laughs> so exciting, maybe not exciting. We'll see, depending on how you feel about this. So last year's Broncos schedule could not have been any more boring if, I mean, we could have played, the only way it could have been more boring is if we had to play like the Jaguars every single week, right? The only prime, we were such a boring team. The only prime time game we were given was well, one Thursday night game, which everybody gets, and they literally gave us the Browns. Cool. And then they randomly switched, you know, pulled a switcheroo and gave us a Sunday night game against the Chiefs, which was just like the cruelest of cruel joke, right? Like, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> there was nothing. What, what was in that for us? Now, I will say, I guess the one benefit. Of, even if it's a game like that is obviously, you know, if it's no coincidence that no Broncos made the Pro Bowl last year, because if you're not getting any exposure, nobody's going to vote for you. But that just felt like the cruelest joke. And granted, we actually played a little bit better than I thought we would. But that that was mean. However, they haven't even announced the full schedules yet. And we already know the Broncos are going to play the Rams on Christmas Day, which I can't even remember the last time the Broncos played on Christmas. And then they'll also be playing the in London. I believe it's the Jaguars. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. That, that game. Weekend. Yes, perfect. Two holidays. What could be better? Yes. And so I, and this is why I think you'll be, a, you're, we'll make fun co-hosts, Shelby, because I am single AF dumpster fire dating life i doesn't seem to be getting any better for me you are happily married i am in southern california you are in montana like so i feel we'll get to bring all sorts of different perspectives on to literally everything but because i live in southern california i have been and everyone around me is rams fans i have been waiting six years for the broncos to come here to play the rams i was so excited when they announced it was finally happening this year. And of course, of course, it's on Christmas Day. So I don't know if I'm going to go or not. Because it would literally mean, like, I take my mom and my brother and sister just don't. Like, my whole family's not going to go. And so I don't know if my mom will be down for that or not. 
Well, I would say um, it's you need to do it for the people. Our our listeners are relying on you, but yeah. I'm I'm so excited that you may have the opportunity to go. I love that for you, Christmas Day. What could be better? I will say that if this schedule would have looked the same last year, I would have probably been borderline depressed because just with the state of the team for so much of last year, I would have felt like it was punishment having to spend my Christmas day doing that. (laughs) Yeah. But Russell Wilson, life-changing. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, two holidays, Halloween weekend, Christmas day. I get to watch Russell Wilson go to work with with what I think could be one of the most exciting teams on paper right now. Of course, I say on paper because there's always at least one team that comes into the season that's supposed to be super good and they crash and burn or a team that's projected to be bad and they end up being pretty decent, kind of doing the Cinderella story thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the Bengals weren't projected to do well last year. Look where they Look where they ended up. Well, and a few years ago, I don't remember what exact year it was, but the Eagles yeah. were just so hyped up, especially their defense, and they ended up being awful. Yeah, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, was it 2018? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's it even, was after, maybe it's they, even... after they had won the Super Bowl, and then Doug Peterson okay. lost his job. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, eh, yeah. The okay. pre-COVID years are all a blur, but I, we're on the same page. Feels like we're in a simulation at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as it's not a Hunger Games simulation. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's my exes, in which case, have at it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely be at the Chargers game. I feel like I got to go to the Rams game, but my mom said she'll think about it, which I think if I just buy the tickets, she'll come with me. Both of my siblings are in serious relationships, and they have been. for So I'm kind of like for like a, a couple years. Like they'll just like they'll go spend the holiday with their significant others, and we'll go to the game. Like I know I'll be single then, so I don't. That's not a concern of mine. Well, I mean, and what I'd rather you'd rather go with your mom than with a man friend. Because last year I'm with my brother, and that jackass. Oh my gosh! So to get my brother refuses to get vaccinated, which whatever. This isn't a political podcast, but I did not know that you either required uh, to show your vaccine card or required a uh, proof, like a COVID test showing negative results. I didn't know that. We get to the stadium and my brother tells me, and I'm like, uh, well, did you get tested? Because I bought these tickets. I offered to have him come with for free. Like, I, you didn't have to pay for anything. It was, oh, well, I just have my one from the Christmas party a couple weeks ago. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, they don't really look at the date. I was like ready to lose my mind. And I said, what if they don't let you in? And he goes, well, like you can just Uber home. So I will never go to another game with him. He got in, but I will never. Okay. I was going to say, we need to know. So he got in, he got in without hit it. So it wasn't very noticeable, but I will never go to another game with him after that. Right. Oh my gosh. I would have been panicking because I am a very easily flustered person. So again, like Lindsay reiterated, this is not a political podcast. You can DM us, but we really could care less for you to DM us yelling your opinions at us. If we say something that you disagree with, of course, everyone has the right to their own opinion, but I digress. So again, this is where I feel like we live on two opposite planets because (laughs) that's just not a thing up here. Like I would, I mean, in the bigger, cause I live in a very rural part of Montana. So one of, I live for those that aren't super familiar with Montana landmass wise, it is the fourth largest state, but population, we are one of the smallest there. We are much outnumbered by cows, which I (laughs) kind of prefer because I'm, I'm not a big people person. So, Hey, I'm cool with that. But just, you know, having to, and I am vaccinated, but I have yet to have gone to anything where they're like, oh, we need to see your vaccination card. I carry it with me at all times, but I've never had to show it to anyone. Yeah. So going to California right now for me would be like a culture shock. Yeah. It's more LA. It's not so much in Orange County. Um, and I do think it's slowing down a little bit in LA, but yeah, I didn't know that was a thing and I live around here, but oh, I lost almost lost my mind, but it all worked out. and. 
I'm very excited for that Rams game, though. I, I think that's going to be a really, really fun game to watch. And I think it'll make – there's always that, like, boring part of Christmas, right? Like, you do all the presents, you do breakfast, and then you have that weird part after where you're kind of like, okay, now what? And it's at, it's right at that – well, for I believe at my time, it's 1.20. So it's late enough in the day that if my mom and I go to the game, we can still do Christmas in the morning, but it's still – in the middle of the day where like it's just a jam pack like morning let's go to the game and then come home and I won't have work the next day because I have the best job ever and we get Christmas through New Year's off but it just sounds so fun I gotta go so everybody convince me to come I give you yes. permission to slide in my DM and tell me to go to this game I do too um that is so true though like Christmas day like mid-afternoon it's just so weird and to me like towards eating on Christmas day it's like depressing I love yes. Christmas I'm such a big fan of Christmas and I always hate when it's over and typically I do have to work on the 26th depending on what the week looks like like if 26th is on a Monday or no if the 26th is on a Monday I would get the day off because we were close because Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday but if it's like during a normal weekday I would work the next day and it is the hardest shift to get up for ever oh I can imagine I just to round up this segment how do you feel about the NFL like trickling in the games versus just one big announcement because I think this is kind of lame like I would rather I understand building up, but I think it'd just be more fun to have like schedule day, kind of like how we have draft day and everybody gets excited for draft day. I think it'd be a little bit more exciting because what, what do we have left now? Now we just wait to find out like the not Christmas game, you know, I guess just not, I mean, is there still, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of primetime games. So I think I'm, I'm more thinking about what it was like for us last year, but I think it'd be a lot more fun if it was all at once. I think so too. I mean, I know the whole delayed gratification thing, let's slowly get them pumped up, but it's like, I wasn't even anticipating this announcement today. So I didn't even have time to get amped up for it. Yeah. I agree. Like it's I fun agree. to have something to look forward to like the schedule drop. A lot of the time I'm not, I don't get to be home for it, but I get to be like checking my phone and be like, Oh, I'm so excited to see like, typically what I check for is if there's going to be a game on my birthday yeah. The Broncos have lost a lot on my birthday, which is in December. It's it's actually a week before Christmas. And actually, my birthday is on a Monday this year, so I could get a primetime game for my birthday. Isn't that exciting? Hey-o. There we go. Which, actually, my birthday is this Saturday. Happy early happy. birthday. I don't know why I just announced that. I just remembered. That <laughs> well, Saturday we were talking about excited. birthdays. That's fair. Yes, yes. No, I hope that you do. That would be a fun way to celebrate your birthday. Maybe yes. not last year. That might not have been fun. But this you year, all need fun. to manifest this for me, okay? That's my one request. Yes, hashtag Monday. Manifest Monday. Manifest Monday. I'm not going to Yeah, we'll just do hashtag manifest Monday. All right. Before we end this week's episode, we're going to do a little segment we like to call We Need to Talk. And this week, we have two examples. So one is a guy named Zach, who I was messaging with on uh, Hinge. Again, remember, Shelby, married, meet, not. So this guy is 6'4". He was briefly a punter in the NFL, which I've always said I want to marry a punter because they get all the glory and none of the CTE. And there's no, like, I'm not freaked out. Like, I would never marry a kicker. Are you kidding me? I, oh, my God. Cody Parkey, could you imagine being married to Cody Parkey when he missed the field goal? That would be awful. But right. a punter, nobody's ever mad at the punter. And also, like, I just don't feel like punters get themselves into trouble, really. So that is my, that's like my dream. Anywho, so we're talking, and it was a day of the draft, and I gave this guy such a softball question. He's a Browns fan talking about the draft he responds you know we're, we're talking he goes I just finished up with work and now exercising before my brownies make the wrong life decisions this evening and I said yeah how do you feel about Deshaun Watson not like the awkward teeth face like the cringe face I felt like this was the most softball question like opportunity for this guy to look great 
How does this jagweed respond? I think it's a good pickup, LOL, exclamation point. He is a good player, but Avi has his issues. Oh, his issues. Is that what we're calling? Not being able to keep his dick in his pants? <laughs> like, Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that makes me think of that oof size large meme that I refer to a lot. <laughs> and that is a prime example. Like, I just, how stupid do you have to, I even put the cringe face. Like, I think I made my stance there. Just lie to me, dude. Like, you could have said literally anything else. He failed an open book test. Literally. And the other, so he gets an F. The other we need to talk, this is a little bit late, but this happened uh, about six days ago. Romy Bean, who, Romy Bean is all that is good in this world. Like, bottle it up, that is her. It's literally like looking into the sun when you look at Romy Bean. And so she shared a DM that she got from some guy who doesn't even have his photo for his profile picture. And he said, why do you look hot as a cheerleader and busted as reporter? Is it the same person? Just don't do that. Just don't. That's like I like we we've discussed this this DM that she received before and it just it's it's funny because it does not make any sense. I genuinely don't know what he's trying to say. He's obviously trying to be insulting, but I don't even know what he's trying to insult her about. Absolutely. Like I, I feel just... like if you're going to be a dick at least be good at being a dick i don't know yeah it's just don't do that there's no need to and even if it was true which it's not like why just leave her alone don't be don't do that just don't the world is hard life is hard enough like we don't need creepy men in our dms being mean do you think that it comes from that very outdated thing that we get told as little kids? Like, oh, if a boy is mean to you, he likes you. I feel like it's almost that, or I think it's like an insecurity knowing a girl like Romy would never actually date you. And so if you insult her, like somehow maybe you guys are a little bit more on the same level. Right, like... Ooh, I'm going to, I don't even know what I was going to say there. Well, <laughs> yeah, yes. it's just, it leaves you speechless. I think is a really good way to summarize that. Absolutely. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. So when you were talking about how much we love Romy at the beginning of this segment or the, this part of the segment, I agree. She just, she's radiant. She's funny she literally won the hearts of everyone in Broncos country when she danced in a dinosaur costume. She is a Broncos country icon. But yeah. I thought of one of my favorite quotes from the movie Bridesmaids. It's when they're on the plane. And have you seen Bridesmaids? Oh, a million times. Okay. So when the when they're sitting on the plane and the other one is just not feeling super good about herself... And of course they're drunk, but the girl says, you're more beautiful than Cinderella. You smell like pine needles and your face is like sunshine. That is how yeah. we feel about Romy Bean. The very pro Romy podcast. And with that said, rem remember to please subscribe, leave a review, give us five stars, follow us, all of the above. Again, if you listen to this entire end of the show and we're able to listen to my sick voice, one, I promise my voice will not sound like this next week. And two, thank you so much. That means the absolute world to us. Reminder that you can follow us. I am at Lindsay Debo. Shelby is at Shelby Manning PO. And you can follow the Crush Podcast at the Crush Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can search the Crush Podcast on Facebook. Shelby, this was a lot of fun. I agree. Do you have any... So we're at the crush pod. We are big on self-care. Lindsay, do you have any advice you would like to give our listeners for some self-care tips? So I, because, so I am doing this 
ther- this new therapy. Well, it's not a new type of therapy. It's new for me. It's called dialectical behavior therapy. So I've done talk therapy my whole life, but recent events made me realize like, eh, you know, a little bit more. And it's all about regulating, how to regulate your emotions. Because I am a chronic crier. I am a chronic yeller. I feel things very intensely and it just hasn't been working for me. But I thought it'd be fun if I could share something that I think will help a lot of people. And it's the idea of radical acceptance. And radical acceptance does not mean that you approve of what's happening. It does not mean you like what is happening. It does not mean you think what is happening is okay. But there is something so freeing about radical acceptance and just understanding that it is what it is. It's like, it's wild because you, like had you said that to me a couple months ago, I would have been like, yeah, I don't, I still, I don't know how to do that. But there's just something about when the world feels scary or things happen, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now so I can give you an exact example of what I'm trying to say. Okay, so when you pra- to practice radical acceptance, just observe that you are questioning or fighting reality. Remind yourself that the unpleasant reality is just is and it cannot be changed and go from there. And I promise you, it'll be one of the most freeing things you'll ever experience. And then from there, you can figure out your next steps. But I I cannot, with how crazy the world feels right now and how everything feels out of our control, if you can just accept it for what it is and go from there, things will get a lot easier. And my second thing is no doom scrolling. And that goes along with radical acceptance because if you accept it and you understand things for what it is, you'll understand that doom scrolling isn't going to change it. And all doom scrolling does is get you depressed. So those two things, learn radical acceptance, practice radical acceptance, and no doom scrolling. Those are very powerful words. And I think we all have something to learn from that. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, I'm learning. I mean, I'm paying like $300 a week. So I better be learning something from this program. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Shelby? All right, so well... Well, Lindsay is giving you some very insightful, expensive advice for free. (laughs) Look at her. She's sharing her secrets that she's paying for just to bless you guys. Well, meanwhile, on the other side of the fence, I am going to share advice from a Facebook meme. So my advice for you this week is don't let anyone else ruin your day. It's your day. Ruin it yourself. (laughs) I do that all the time. But not lately, because therapy's helped a lot. There you go. See, we again, on the opposite side of the fence over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> well, I'm losing my voice. I cannot wait to do this again next week. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts, everyone. We love you all. Please subscribe and give us any feedback that you have. Yes, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week. Bye.